0: welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and happy new year, everyone. Oh my goodness, the first episode of a brand new year. And oh boy, do I have a lot that I want to share with all of you today and just uh, really share my excitement for everything that I've been doing um, in preparation for a fresh new year and a fresh new start uh, that I want to share with all of you and have this really beautiful conversation today about really how we can set ourselves up for success this year, because let's face it, I know a lot of women and maybe some of you listening have really gotten to the end of last year feeling a little bit like a failure, feeling a little bit like, well, I didn't reach any of my goals. What's the point? Why bother setting new year's resolutions? I'm just going to give up. And I don't want you to do that. I really have some incredible mindset shifts that I want to share with you today and understanding why you're probably setting goals wrong. And in a way that's actually causing you more harm to your self-confidence and, and love for yourself. So we're going to change that today. Now, before we dive in to everything that I want to share today, I actually have a lot of really exciting personal updates that, you know, I love starting these episodes off with. There's a lot of big things happening and big shifts happening internally and externally for me that I'm really excited to share with all of you. First up, I know that I've kind of teased for those who are on my email list um, and those who have been following me on, on in this podcast and online a little bit. You'll know that I've been teasing. There's some really big things that I am going to be sharing with all of you in January. So here's the official announcement for two of those things. Really incredible. I have decided to actually host my very first virtual full day retreat. This is called the the embodied freedom retreat and it is happening on January 14th from 10 to 4:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time it's going to be a full day with Danny and some incredible other women that are really in this place of wanting to start the year off right and really fully step into our power as women. We're going to be really focusing on this day and in this retreat on getting super connected with our bodies so that you can tune in to your inner wisdom and learn your next steps on your journey to healing your relationship with food, to healing your relationship with yourself. We're going to be diving into self-love. We're going to be diving into some really fun techniques like breath work and movement um, and somatics and getting into our body, as well as connecting with food at a different level. We're going to have some um, really incredible Um, times and practices to connect with food at a different way and start relating and understanding yourself, your relationship to food, and what that actually has to do with your relationship with yourself. So this is absolutely incredible. going to be an amazing day. I'm so excited. I'm busy putting all of the touches on the workshops that I'm going to be bringing to all of you, um, including a deep dive into what we're going to be talking about today and really setting ourselves up. Each and every woman who attends the retreat is going to come out with a crystal clear action plan and what we're calling our our uh, healthy roadmap for 2023. So we're going to be spending lots of time really getting clear on a lot of what I'm going to share with you today, and and have that plan to actually start implementing instead of just having it up in your head. So this is going to be a big part of the retreat as well. So I'm so excited to share that with all of you. If you want to come and join, please do. I'm giving a huge discount. It's only $97 for the whole day until January 10th. So that's the early bird discount. And after that, it goes up to two ninety seven dollars for the full day with Danny and your other amazing sisters who are here to heal and have some real and raw conversations. It's going to be such a fun day. I'm so excited. And... The next thing that I'm just as excited about is I have decided to host another round of my signature 10-week Break Free From Sugar program starting the first week of February. So I'm opening registration for that very, very soon um, here in January and welcoming in a whole new group of women. Um, If you've been following along with the podcast, you've heard me share a little bit of uh, the successes and the incredible shifts that have happened for the women who just finished the last program in December. And uh, I cannot wait to just bring more magic, more healing, more transformation into the next group that is going to kick off in February. So if you want to get on the wait list for that, you're definitely going to want to do that as soon as possible because I have some some juicy bonuses and exciting offers just for those who get on the wait list. So you can find that link below this episode, as well as obviously the link to join the incredible Embodied Freedom Retreat on January 14th some exciting things, some exciting things happening and offerings. I really want to, from my heart to yours, support you as much as possible in what is my purpose and passion on this planet and helping women fully step into themselves, step into their power and heal their relationship with food and their relationship with themselves from the inside out. So this is a jam-packed month where I am doing everything in my power here on the podcast, at the retreat, in the Break Free From Sugar program to really show up and and support those of you who are, are ready to actually do this, who are ready to actually take your journey and your healing seriously and to stop dibble-dabbling around. Yep. I just made up a word, dibble-dabbling. Um, so if you're ready to get serious, uh, this is this is your month. Please come and join me. I would love to support you. Another really exciting announcement I have, that's that's kind of like the exciting things for you. Well, I guess some of these things that I'm about to share are really exciting for you as well, but I have had the opportunity and I'm so excited because it's been quite some time now since I've... Uh, really felt this calling to do some deeper dive training for myself, which ultimately is going to be tools and resources that I will be able to use with my clients going forward. And, and the women who are, are brave enough and lucky enough to be joining the next round of the Breakthrough from Sugar program. I'm actually going away for a week long retreat and training in January that is all around somatics and breath work. So this is really the understanding of, of, our body knows. Our body has the wisdom. And the more we actually tune into our body and check in with our body, with our inner child, with our higher self, we really, really get to live from this place of deep wisdom and release the emotions, the trauma, all the baggage that we carry around as humans that are ultimately keeping us hooked in these addictive patterns uh, year after year. So I'm going to do my own personal healing. As you all know, it's been an intense couple months for me with a little bit of darkness and grief and some big things that have been, uh, you know, processing through me. And I'm going to be learning some amazing techniques that I'm going to be directly bringing back into my calls and my coaching and the way that I support my clients. And I know, I know it's just going to take uh, the, the results and the transformation of the work that I do to the next level. So I'm so excited to just continue improving myself and continue healing. Uh, you know, if you've been listening to this for a while or, or you've worked with me already that, you know, leading by example and sharing in my own healing journey and bringing that into the work that I do is such an important part of how I lead and how I coach and how I support, you know, the, the transformation that's taking place on this planet. So I'm very excited. I'm so excited for that. And I cannot wait. I'm nervous at the same nerve sighted, as I always say, I'm sure it's going to be difficult and challenging and I'm going to learn and grow so much, which is the whole goal. So I'm definitely starting this year off with a bang myself with, with a lot going on and it all just feels so exciting and so good to to kick off a year refreshed and with this new way of, 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 being showing up in the world. Now, if any of you happen to listen to the last two episodes? You know, last week I finally kind of, I've, I've been joking with my friends that I've come out of the closet. <laughs> a little bit out of the closet and finally publicly spoke about the deep, deep, deep healing work that I've been doing with plant medicines and psychedelic therapy for the last four years, actually, three or four years now. And it was scary to put those episodes out there. And if you haven't listened to them yet, please go and listen to them. Um, It's a topic and a line of work and healing that I'm so deeply called to and passionate about. And I want all of you to know about it. I want you to know it's an option. Even if it's not the right time or it's just not right for you, that's okay. I want you to just know that this is an option. And if you listen to those episodes, you'll know that I did mention that I was going into another medicine ceremony just after Christmas. So I am just on the other end of that now at the time of recording this episode, and I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling so much more connected to my body, to my little Danny and my inner child, I'm so clear on some of the areas that I've been holding myself back and I have an action plan and clear steps that I'm going to be implementing this year to shift out of these blockages and this shame and the stagnant energy that have really been holding me back in certain areas of my life. So it was an incredible ceremony. Uh, I am so grateful for the healing that took place. It was an intense eight-hour day um, and afterwards with things that keep percolating up. And I'm just, I'm blown away by how incredible it felt to really be in this open-hearted space where I could explore some of my childhood traumas and my blockages and my pieces internally in my body somatically that have been holding me back from really feeling fully alive in my body and feeling fully in my power, especially as a woman. We're going to be talking a lot about um, some things that I've been going through and learning in the coming months over here in the podcast. But I just wanted to update you all that yeah, it was absolutely incredible, life-changing ceremony and I can't wait to continue bringing these ceremonies into my life and my healing path in 2023. So, thank you to everybody who did listen to those episodes, especially the one where my husband Ben came on and we just went we just went for it together. I'm so proud of him for For showing up on the podcast, that was really uh, something brand new and scary for him, and let's just say I'm the talker in the in the relationship. (laughs) So it was really beautiful to have that uh, heart to heart conversation with him and to share that with all of you. Um, He, when we were done that episode, he he looked at me and said, "When are we doing our next one?" So I know he loves it as well, and we have so much to share. So that might be something this year that you can look forward to. Uh, I'm sure I'll bring him back on on the podcast. We have so many really deep, amazing conversations on a day-to-day basis. And oftentimes we joke that, Hey, we should get the, we should get the mic out and record this incredible conversation we're having. So we might just do that. Stay tuned for all those exciting things uh, coming up uh, this year. So I know that's a lot, right? There's a lot going on. And I'm just, I'm right now, I'm just in this beautiful space of feeling so excited about everything that I'm working on. And it feels like a cloud is lifting. You know, the last three months have been really dark and really heavy and a lot for me um, as I've been processing through some really big big wounds and deeper, deeper pieces of my growth that have been really, really difficult. And just the last few days, I feel that cloud lifting and it feels so good. Feels so good. So good to be coming out that other side. So any of you who are maybe going through a dark time now, just know that it won't last, you know, and if you commit to your healing and you surround yourself with the right support, you will come out of it. And I'm happy to support you in that if you need, or or hopefully you're able to reach out to people in your life and, and get that support too. Just a reminder of, as I'm reaching the other side here of this dark time that it doesn't last forever. Okay. So be patient with yourself, be kind, be loving, be gentle, all of those beautiful things. All right. Enough for my updates. Let's let's get to it uh, today because I have a lot that I want to share with all of you, and I'm so excited about this topic. It's really kind of perfect timing, the start of the year. I know many of you listening have maybe already started setting your, your 2023 goals, starting to think about the year ahead, and maybe you've also started reflecting on the year past, or maybe not. You know, and this is such an important practice. I really want to encourage you all to do this if, and, and and to know that you can do this in January. It's not, you know, if you didn't do this in December, you can't do it. That's not the rule here. There's no rule here. You know, if you haven't reflected back yet at the year and asked yourself some really beautiful questions, like what, what went well? What didn't go according to plan? You know, what, what did I learn in 2022? What do I want to take forward with me? You know, some of these really beautiful questions, and we're not going into all of that today, uh, but it's so empowering to really look back at the year and, and look at what you're proud of. Look at the failures that you learned from and what you learned from them and what lessons you're taking into the new year, because you're not the same person that you were at the beginning of last year. You're not. You're not the same person you were yesterday. We are constantly evolving and growing and learning. And if we don't take a minute to reflect on that, our life just becomes a blur. And we feel like we haven't accomplished anything and we forget how far we've actually come when we don't take a minute to pause and be intentional about looking back. So this is really, really important. If you haven't done it yet, do it. Okay, do it for last year, do it for last month, do it for yesterday. You know, we can always be reflecting and taking the gifts from our journey forward and the lessons, right? Maybe we did something that really flopped and failed and didn't work. Great. Now we can learn. Do we need to do it differently? Do we need to just not do that anymore? You know, we're humans. We're always failing. We're always growing. We're always learning. And and to embrace that is such a gift. But I know most women because I used to be here as well, and I, you know, I know that this is my clients. A lot of women who have already been reaching out to me about joining the upcoming Break Free from Sugar program, you know, really got to this this time of year. You know, December, the dreaded December, right? The stressful, crazy holiday season where we feel like, okay, I haven't reached my goals. I didn't lose the weight I wanted to. I'm, I didn't heal my relationship with sugar. I didn't, you know go after that new job that I wanted to so why even bother anymore I'm just throwing in the towel right I'm just gonna eat all the cookies I'm just gonna totally binge and I'm just gonna try to start fresh on January 1st so there's no judgment here I just know that there's a lot of you listening to this that have fallen into that trap again and that cycle that self-sabotaging cycle where we get to December and we feel like I haven't reached any of my goals so why bother I'm such a failure what's wrong with me I must be broken I'm never going to reach these goals, so to heck with it. I'm just going to binge and I'm going to sabotage and I'm just going to go down the cookie path cookie train cookie hole in December and wake up first week of January, January 1st just feeling miserable, right? And maybe you're in that space right now feeling miserable, feeling why did I eat all that junk? Why did I give up on myself again? You know, and really getting into this negative tailspin that is so toxic and so not necessary. So this is, you know, if this is you, this is who I'm speaking to here today, because I really want to help you start seeing setting goals and showing up for yourself in a different, more loving, compassionate way that also invites in some flexibility and flow. So we're going to be talking about this because the truth is there are so many women out there setting new year's resolutions. Maybe you've already set them. Maybe you're doing it this week and, you know, setting your goals, whatever you want to call it for the year and doing it in such a, a, a way that is actually setting you up for failure. You know, I, I hesitate to use the word doing it wrong because there's no wrong way to do anything in life. There's no wrong or right way. We're all navigating and learning and doing things differently. But there is a way that and and so many traps or pitfalls and maybe old habits from how we learned to set goals in school or how our mom taught us to set goals or what we think we should do because we read an article online Versus actually tuning into our inner wisdom and setting goals from a place of, of love and, and connection with what really matters to us. So a lot of you, a lot of people out there, right, are, you know, these are some of the problems that I see with how, how goals are being set in our society. You know, they're not linked to our values, Right? Oftentimes, there we set goals just arbitrarily thinking based off of someone else's expectations of us or based off what we think we should accomplish by the end of the year, and it's not actually what's important to us. Another big issue that we're going to talk about is attachment. We have this incredible attachment and stories and expectations that we put on ourselves and our goals that are actually counter counterintuitively preventing us from reaching our goals, We often set a goal and, and don't actually create an action plan to get there, right? A lot of times, you know, it's set and forget, right? Here's my, here's my great, you know, 2023 goals. They sound amazing. They sound magical. I'm, I'm going to get back in control of my relationship with sugar. I'm going to learn to love myself. I'm going to set better boundaries. I'm going to do all these amazing things. And then two months later, you've even forgotten what any of your goals actually were. So this is a really big one as well. Another pitfall that so many fall into, and we're gonna talk about this, is expectations on timing. So we often will sit down and make this huge list of things, uh, which is the last issue that I see here is putting way too much on our goal plate, right? Here's all the things I'm gonna do in 2023, um, and leaving no room for life and spontaneity and changes and flexibility, right? And then we realize like, whoa, I didn't accomplish anything because it was just so overwhelming. But oftentimes we'll also put that expectation that all of this this list that I've written for myself must be done in one year, must be done by December, right? And, And that's not how it works. That's not the truth of how the universe shows up for us and allowing for the magic of divine timing as well. You know, there are goals like this, starting this podcast was on my goals list for a good two years before I actually started it. And I realized in that process that the timing just wasn't right until it was right. And I trusted in that. Like, this is something that I want to do, but maybe it's not a one-year goal. Maybe it's a two-year goal. And I didn't really know. And I really trusted the flow of when when I felt like the right time to launch this podcast, I would. And I eventually did, but it was two years later. And I didn't beat myself up for not starting my podcast that first year I set the goal to do it. You know, I really trusted that, you know, it was going to happen when it was meant to happen and I kept that goal on my list. So those are just a few things that I really want to call out and share uh, because I know a lot of you now are doing some of this and it's really setting you up for failure. Dare I use that word? Not that it's a bad word. We love the word failure here. It helps us grow and learn, but really just getting back in those old patterns and self-sabotaging. So if you notice that at the end of every year, you're in this same emotional energetic space, that is a clue that what you're doing and how you're doing it is not working. It's not working. So you need to find a new way to really set your intentions, set your goals and show up for yourself that actually works for you. Now, what I'm providing you today, and I'm actually just about to share 10 tips with you that are really important when you're sitting down to set goals, to actually come out the end of the year feeling amazing and feeling like you've accomplished and achieved most of those goals um, and being kind to yourself and understanding why you didn't achieve some of those goals. we're going to do that. And I really just want you to know that this is your opportunity to do things differently. And to as much as I'm, I'm providing you some thoughts and some framework here, you can create a a system that works for you, right? I think a lot of what's happening out there is we'll take these cookie cutter goal setting, you know, workbooks or worksheets or, you know, watch a goal setting YouTube video and it's really cookie cutter, right? And it doesn't actually allow for us to connect with what we know works for us. Or, Practice and test, experiment what works for you, right? And then you learn every year, oh, that didn't work or this works. And you can adjust from there until you find the sweet spot of how you prefer to set your goals and, and actually achieve them. So setting goals are important. I I guess I should have said that at the the start of this, uh, this podcast, but for those who don't set goals, you know, I'm curious about that as well. I know many of my clients come to me having, you know, set new year's resolutions or goals for so many years and then just gave up because they kept not reaching them every year. So there was almost this like, why bother? Why bother setting goals if I'm just going to keep letting myself down? And I totally get that. That is, there's a lot of fears in that. There's a lot of self-sabotaging. Um, mental chatter in that. And at the same time, that's not the reason to stop setting goals. That is a reason to adjust the way you set goals and understand that we must have a destination in our mind, and our body, and our emotions, or it's really hard to make progress forward intentionally in the areas that we want to. So, you know, if we have, if we don't set goals, you know, our relationships won't improve or we will, we may never, you know, get that job of our dreams, or we may never heal our relationship with food and sugar, right? These goals that we, or, or make the amount of money that we want to make every year, right? These goals actually give us a destination. So it's almost like, you know, knowing that you're going to go on a road trip, but having no idea where you're going. Versus knowing that you're going to be driving from California to Florida, right? And then there's lots of different ways you can get there. You can fly, you can drive. I'm sure there's lots of different highways you can take. I'm Canadian, so I have no idea the route from from California to Florida, but I'm sure there's lots of roads you can take, right? So it gives you a destination. If your destination is Florida, right? You know in your mind, like, okay, this is what I'm working towards. And that helps you make decisions along the way. So we can use our goals as, you know, when a somebody invites you on a trip or somebody invites you to take on a new project at work, you can check in. Is this something that's going to get me closer to my destination? And it kind of gives us this nice framework to run decisions by throughout our our year, right? Is this decision in alignment with something that's going to get me closer to my goal or not? And then it gives us permission to say no to those things that aren't, right? So that's like really, you know, a beautiful way to help us navigate our day-to-day lives and help us navigate our decisions, so that we know we're working towards something. I think as human beings, we have this innate need to be working towards something. Like progress is built into us, right? And if we don't put a destination or a label on where we're going, you know, we we will just flow aimlessly. And that can, that can be fun. That can definitely be spiritually rewarding and, and wonderful. But at the same time... It can provide a lot of ungroundedness and a lot of um, a lot of feeling disempowered in our own life and feeling like well what's what am I even working towards right? So even if it's something small that you're working towards right or big it's it's really important to just label it and know what's going on. So how do we actually achieve our goals? How do we actually get to where we want to go to get to that destination by the end of this year? The first thing that we really have to look at, and I started mentioning some of this already, but it's really worth hitting home again. We must learn to release attachment and the stories about these goals. So this is one of the most mentally and energetic freeing things we can do when we set a goal, and I actually don't even use the word goal. I set, I use the words desires or intentions, uh, because it's my intention to, you know, achieve this thing. It's my intention to host my first in-person retreat this year. Okay. That's a true one. I just shared that publicly. So now it has to happen. Um, and I don't know how it's going to happen or when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen this year. And, and there's, like expectations and attachment that we put on our goals. You know, if I don't achieve this by the end of the year, then it means I'm a miserable person and I'm never going to get what I want in life. And we make up all these toxic stories about what it means if we don't reach our goal and also about what, what it means if we do. Now, when I say release attachment, I mean, we have to release that needy energy of I need to make this happen and trust Right. The, the opposite of expectations and attachment is really allowing this trust and surrender of setting this goal of I'm going to heal my relationship with sugar this year. I'm going to create a peaceful relationship within my body and within my relationship with food this year, you know, setting those goals and then releasing that grip that we have on them. Not forgetting about the goals. That's not what I'm saying. And we're gonna talk about that. You're not forgetting them. You're actually gonna be checking in on them frequently to make sure that they're still in alignment for you. But you have to release these this, these expectations around how you're gonna reach your goal and what it's gonna mean if you do and if you don't reach your goal. Because you're creating a story. Guaranteed, you are creating a story about the goals that you set up for yourself. And um, we have to st- do our best to release those stories. And energetically, this creates more of a flow and drive towards actually achieving what we want to achieve. So instead of being obsessed with your goal, right, you can be motivated, you can be committed, but the obsession needs to stop. The codependency, the attachment, the neediness towards your goals needs to be kicked to the curb, needs to be left behind, because it actually pushes away energetically the goals that you're wanting to, to create in the same lines of this, you also have to release the time pressure. So I know I shared the story about starting this podcast, right? So what can you do to, yes, set yourself some time time timelines, which are important, but also release any attachment to that timeline. You know, I want to accomplish X by, by, you know, March fantastic. But if it happens in April, that's also okay too, right? So we can set those intentions, like we're going to work towards this in March, but we also have to allow for some flexibility of the world, right? Life gets in the way, something happens, takes a bunch of your time away, and you don't get to necessarily do that thing in March, but you have to do it in April, right? So that's okay. And, and maybe it takes two years to reach whatever goal. Maybe you're setting a goal for yourself that's really going to take some time to progress towards, which is fantastic. But don't be attached to the must-do by December. And this is one of the best things that you can do in order to get to December and realize that it's okay maybe you didn't reach some of your goals. I didn't reach a lot of my goals this year or last year. A lot of them. And when I was looking at them and reflecting on them, I realized like some of them actually weren't important to me and new priorities came for me this year and that some of them are still works in progress. Some of them are going to take more than a year for me to accomplish and I'm okay with that. Another thing, like I just mentioned, right, is really leaning into trust, okay? So we're looking at goals differently here. We're trusting in ourselves, we're trusting in the universe, we're trusting in the timing and in, you know, what's going to unfold for us. So there is a big level of surrender and trust that need to be accepted and embodied here. And I know this is easier said than done, but I want to mention it so you can start at least thinking about what that means to you and how that could show up in your goal-setting practices. The last thing that I want to mention before I'm going to get into these 10 tips that I want to share with you is that we can also start looking at uh, two different sets of goals. Because here's the thing, okay, a lot of women are afraid to set goals because they, they set them too big and then they don't reach them at the end of the year and then they feel miserable about themselves. Now, it's really important. And this is something that's helped me. This may work for you. It may not to have almost like two sets of goals. So there's priority goals and then stretch goals. So the priority goals would be the ones that you definitely want to like, are your highest priority to focus on and get accomplished this year. Right. And even within that, if you don't, that's okay. We're going to reassess and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. And then there's your stretch goals that really help you dream big and reach for the reach for the stars, right? So maybe you want to buy, like for me, I want to buy my dream home this year. And it, it may not happen this year, but I really want to like work towards it and make it happen. So I have these goals that are really big and, and really... Um, may take more than a year, but I want to put them on my goals less this year because I want to continue inviting in the energy of working towards that goal, you know, and the other things that I need to do to actually make that happen and to keep my awareness open in case it does happen this year. So, but, but I know that it might take more than a year to do that. So that's more of a stretch goal, right? It's something like, Oh, really pushing myself uncomfortably, to make this thing happen and it feels like a lot to do this year but I'm going to write it down because I really want to work be working towards this goal versus your priority goals which are things that you know reasonably you can definitely accomplish this year right that are absolutely I can do this absolutely I can heal my relationship with sugar this year absolutely I can use lose those 10 pounds or you know get stronger but you can you know these things that definitely are more attainable. So that's, that's just a little tip that I like to do in kind of setting like my priority goals that will be my main focus for the year. And then my stretch goals that are like just a little bit uncomfortable, more uncomfortable above the priority goals of what I want to do, right? Whether that's the income I want to make, the amount of clients I want to work with, the number of downloads on this podcast that I want to get. Um, So I'm going to set those kind of different um, levels of like, here's my main goal and here's my stretch goal. Like, I really want to work towards that, that higher one to kind of push us a little bit. And then we also need to look at failure differently. Okay. This is really powerful and a big part of what we do in the Break Free From Sugar program. It's really beginning to see and look at failure as an opportunity and a growth, right? So, If you're getting to the end of the year and you're realizing, like, I'm not reaching my goals um, or I didn't reach my goals, like, I've already done this for myself from last year, you know, it's asking these questions like, why didn't I reach my goal? What happened? Right? And you can hear I just shared with you why some of mine didn't, didn't, you know, come into fruition this year. And the question then is, like, what do I need to change or to do differently in order to achieve this? Or is this goal still important to me? It's also okay if it's not. Right. So really, really, really starting to look at setting goals differently and and look at getting to the end of the year and not reaching some of your goals as an opportunity to grow and an opportunity to reflect. And I love this one. Try this one on for size. If you see at the end of the year that you haven't reached your goals, that is actual proof that you are pushing yourself and setting your bar really high. I love this one for me. This is something that I definitely try. This is a mindset that I have accepted. I look at my goals list and I go, man, I did not reach a lot of those, but good for me for stretching myself to set these high goals, right? And, and that's such a gift, right? We don't want to live in the realm of what's attainable. We need to push ourselves and I want you to push yourselves and dream big and go after what you know you deserve and, and what you can really tackle and be okay with yourself if you don't reach that. That's the message here. It's okay. And there's actually an opportunity here for you to learn to reassess and to uh, you know, recalibrate if there are some of those goals that you haven't met. It does not mean you're a failure. It does not mean there's something wrong with you. It actually means that you are working towards something that's bigger than a year or that's more going to take some more time. And that's fantastic. There's no rush here. Why must we rush? <laughs> this has a been a big learning curve for me as well. Like really slow down and chill out and understand, especially when it comes to our health and our weight and our addictions, you know, with sugar, these things didn't unfold overnight. You know, we didn't get to where we are right now, whether it's with our health or our relationships or our job overnight, right? It's probably been decades. So give yourself a little bit of grace that it might take a few years to figure it out, right? especially if you're trying to do it on your own. It doesn't have to take that long. Absolutely not. And all the women who just graduated from the Break Free From Sugar program can attest to that. It can take just 10 weeks to feel so much more empowered and in control. But maybe for you, you know, it's, it's, you haven't found the right thing yet. So Let's get let's get to these 10 pieces here. I wanna share with you 10 tips that are gonna guarantee you that at the end of this year, you're gonna feel empowered, proud, and excited by everything that you've accomplished and learned. So these are, when I was thinking about how I set my intentions every year, how I really set myself up for success, uh, I really wanted to pull these 10 top tips out for all of you so that you can really sit with these and use these Commit to these and you will notice a massive change in the way that you are feeling in December, even if you haven't reached all your goals. How's that? How's that? Right? You will feel proud, empowered, excited, celebrating yourself at the end of the year if you commit to all 10 of these tips for the rest of the year. Number one, number one, okay, when you're sitting down and and writing down your desires and intentions for the year, think about where you need guidance and support. So many of you are out there trying to do hard things all by yourself and year after year, failing and failing and failing and getting less and less confident in yourselves and beating yourselves up more and more. So number one here is get guidance and support. Get the guidance and support you need, whether it's to, you know, um, run a marathon, you know, or, or get, you know, get a promotion at work. Get the support that you need to help you actually work towards that goal. We need, as humans, we need support. We need guidance from people who have done that thing already. And that's such a gift that I give to all of my clients. And I love, you know, guiding them through what I did and what I learned and, and being a mentor in that way to really show what's possible. So the message here is to stop trying to reach your goals on your own. Stop because it's not working. And it's actually going to take you a lot longer, if at all, reaching your goals, if you're trying to do it alone. Anyone who's ever succeeded at anything in life has, has really leaned on other people, whether it's, you know, someone that they're following online or an actual teacher or mentor or coach or a trainer. We need, we need that. So please Do that for yourself this year. Commit to in whatever area, maybe it's, you know, needing to hire a therapist so that you and your husband can work on your relationship. Or, you know, maybe it's hiring or working with someone closely at work that is in the job that you want to grow into and and learning from them so that they can maybe support you into stepping into that role, right? Really look around you for where you can get guidance and, and get the support that you need to really help you towards whatever your goal is. Number two here is to invest in yourself. I'm actually going to record an episode in the coming weeks uh, about this because this has been a huge journey for me. I did not believe that I was worthy of investing in myself for most of my life and investing in myself, spending money on myself or things that were just going to better me and not improve everyone's life around me, which is also kind of a lie because when I work on myself, I get to show up and improve everybody's life around me. But for so many years, and I never understood the connection between the fact that I was not believing I was worthy or that I was enough and investing in myself, even if it was like buying a new pair of runners or, you know, going to a yoga class and having to pay 20 bucks. Like those things were so hard for me to do because I didn't truly feel like I was worthy of investing in, and that that my health and my goals mattered. And this is a subject that is so I'm so passionate about, and I'm not gonna spend too much time talking about because this is a whole nother episode. But I just want you to know that in order to reach your goals, you're gonna have to learn to invest in yourself. And that might be might not be money. It might be time, right? Investing the time every morning to meditate in order to build a consistent routine of meditating or to feel more peace every day. You know, whatever your goal is. It might be a commitment to time at the gym if you're wanting to, you know, run a marathon or time running, right? Or time in the kitchen, right? You might have to invest in organic groceries and time actually cooking every every week if you're wanting to eat healthy and kick sugar, so it's not always money, but it's it's our main resources, right? Investing time, money, energy, right? In yourself and know that you are worthy. You are so worthy of everything that you desire and everything that you are going after this year. You are worthy of feeling great in your body and being healthy and feeling empowered and all of these amazing things. So don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Um, When I learned that lesson and I began finally turning a corner and really valuing myself and knowing how crazy worthy I was as a human being on this planet and as a woman and started investing in myself, it was always, 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 always the best investment I've ever made in my life investing in my coaches, my therapists, my the the ceremonies and the medicine work that I do, investing in trips and getaways for myself, investing in all sorts of amazing things that really fuel me and help me really take steps closer to my goals, right? And doing these sometimes really massive, scary investments have been really a healing part of my journey as well. So please don't be afraid to invest, you know, especially if going with, you know, tip number one here, getting guidance and support, especially if you're struggling with sugar, right? Invest in yourself, invest in a program, invest in a coach, invest in healthy, organic food, invest in a cooking class, like whatever it is you feel like you need, that's going to get you the support you need, and the right clarity and guidance that is going to really make the difference for you, do it, do it. Just count five, four, three, two, one, and do it. Okay. Because you are so worth it. And we, we can't hold ourselves back anymore, right? Struggling on our own, trying to save money, trying to do all these things. And just year after year, we are driving ourselves into a, a really, sad space internally and I don't want you to live there anymore. Number three goes with this conversation as well is get accountability. Okay, accountability that works for you. Okay. So there's so many different ways to structure accountability. It could be one-on-one with a coach. It could be a group. It could be your, you know, your friends, um, which often don't work very well for proper accountability. It could be, you know, a text group. It could be, um, it could be all sorts of things, right? It could be committing to, um, you know, a, a, like accountability, uh, success goal. If you reach your goals, you're going to, you know, get to, get to, you know, treat yourself in some sort of way. So just, sit down and and get clear and and maybe do some research for yourself on what helps hold you accountable. You know, do you get held accountable socially? You know, if other people are counting on you, do you show up? Can you hold yourself accountable? Uh, A lot of us can't, right? Um, So maybe does money keep you accountable? Maybe you need to make some sort of like monetary investment to really stay accountable to yourself and to your progress and commitment every week. Really look at what it is like knowing yourself best what really sets you up to, to really be accountable. Okay. And I know for me, strength, like doing strength exercises has always been a weakness. I keep thinking I'm going to like definitely be able to hold myself accountable to that, but I'm not, I need to pay money and I need to have somebody expecting me to show up in order to be accountable to that. So I know that for myself. I know that that's, that's what I need in that for that goal and in that situation. I need someone to expect me, you know, Monday morning at 7 a.m. and I have to have paid them in advance so that I feel like really tied to, okay, well, I better show up. I've already paid for this. So that's me, right? That's probably, or maybe, maybe it is you, maybe not. But find what works for you. Okay, moving on. Number four, check in with your values. Is whatever goal you're setting for yourself actually important to you. So many of us are setting goals based off of what we should or what others' expectations or society's expectations and that needs to stop. No wonder you're not reaching your goals. You're trying to reach other people's goals. So you have to take a minute to check in and is this something that's actually important to you? You know, getting a promotion at work and becoming a CEO at your at your job Maybe that's something your husband wants or your parents want because then you feel successful, but maybe it's not actually something that you want. Maybe you actually want to quit your job and start your own business. So really be careful and really check in with yourself and see, are these goals in alignment with my values and what's actually important to me? And then number five, you're going to write down why each goal is important to you. So as you set your goals for the year, whenever you're setting goals, you got to get clear on why it's important to you. And this really helps you check in with, is this in alignment with my values? And, and is this something that is actually important to me? Right. But why, and not just because it's going to feel good, but what are reaching these goals going to help you achieve? What are they going to help you feel? How are they going to change your life? Get really clear and detailed with why this goal is important to you. You know, I want to build a healthy relationship with sugar so that I can feel great in my body and have energy to travel and hang out with my kids and go on adventures and live my best life, right? Like we want to get really detailed. Like what are these things going to actually change for you in your life so I can be more um, calm and grounded and not fight with my husband as much so we can be more connected and have amazing sex and just really live our best life together. You know, there's so many reasons why, below our goals and why they're important to us. So spend some time reflecting on that. And then six, tip number six is to plan a monthly check-in with your goals. Monthly at least. This is so important because like I said earlier, most of you listening to this have been in the set a new year's resolution in January and forget about it for the rest of the year. We can't do that. We have to take time to check in every month on our goals. How are they going? What progress am I making towards this goal this month? Um, you know, what what am I committing to next month? And is this goal still important to me? I can't tell you how many times I've set, you know, I set quarterly goals as well. I kind of break it up throughout the year for myself. And I'll get to the end of the quarter and realize like, oh, like some of these things that I'm planning for the next quarter or that I tr- I was planning to do this quarter actually aren't important to me anymore. They've they've shifted and I can just cross that off. It's so freeing. This is where we allow some flow. The goals that you set for yourself in January do not have to be there at the end of the year. You are always allowed to and giving yourself permission to scratch out a goal if you change your mind. You can change your mind. It's kind of fun. Because you realize like, oh, what I thought was important or I wanted to do this year has actually changed. A new opportunity has come up. Something exciting has happened or something really challenging has happened in my life. And that's what's going to need my attention right now. So be open monthly to check in, to assess and to adjust or delete any goals that are no longer serving you. And maybe you want to add new ones in too. You're welcome to do that. And then number seven, as we talked about already, you're going to release attachment to these goals. You're going to release the stories you're making up about what it means if you don't achieve them by the end of the year, or even what it means if you do achieve them. And you're going to do your best to really release that control or that attachment and needy energy, the obsessive energy over these goals. And you're going to trust. You're going to trust that you are learning to do this differently. And you're really going to show up for yourself in a different way this year. And you're going to do that by tip number eight is actually taking action and booking in what you need to book in your calendar to actually reach these goals. So if you want to become a professional dancer by the end of the year, have you booked yourself in for dance lessons? You know, if you want to fully heal your relationship with sugar, have you registered for the Break Free From Sugar program yet? (laughs) You know, have you actually taken action? Because it's so easy to set a goal. You know, I want to become an amazing cook. I want to uh, run a marathon. But have you booked in your running practice every week? Have you booked in with a trainer? Have you booked in the support that you need? Have you actually planned it out so you know, you know, in January I'm doing this, in February I'm doing this, and made yourself a clear action step so that you're actually doing and making progress towards the goal that you want to achieve by the end of the year. So even right now, and, and by the way, there's some goals that you might not know the action step. You might not know what it is, you know, and for, in, especially with your stretch goals, right? This big dream. And, and you don't have to know, by the way, this is really important to say, you do not know how you're going to ha- achieve your goal. You don't have to know how. So many people, and I should have mentioned this earlier, will set a goal or intention only, be, only if they know how they're going to be able to get there. Now, remember when I talked about that trip from California to Florida, right? You don't have to know how you're going to get there. There's a many different roads you can take. Okay, so you don't have to. Sometimes you might know. You might know, but you also need to allow for a little bit of flexibility and magic because sometimes new ways will show up for you and it's actually an easier way to take, all right, or a more rewarding way to take. So don't get stuck in your, this is how I'm going to achieve this, right? Be open to other opportunities that might unfold for you this year as the universe steps in and guides you. So you really do need to, when you can, Set those action steps. And if you can't, maybe just something small, right? Like the action step is to journal about this goal, right? Or to envision what it's going to look like, right? Like for example, for me, you know, really working towards buying my dream home and my property with land and trees and huge garden, you know, one of the action steps that I could take is to even book in with a mortgage broker to get clear on my, the financial pieces that I need to have in place in order to make that happen, right? So I know what I can afford, what mortgage I can afford and those sorts of things. So that's that's definitely a step that I could take, even if I don't know how I'm gonna make that money yet or how I'm gonna set up that mortgage or how I'm gonna you know, uh, win the, 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 the bidding war with the house. <laughs> I don't know, right? I don't need to know all those things, but I can know just one next step. You don't have to know all the steps, just the next one. And you book it in, book it in in January for each of your goals. You should be doing one action item a month. I just made this up, but it sounds really good. So I'm going to share it, right? One action item a month, whether it's sitting down and journaling about it or actually booking something in your calendar or signing up for a program or, you know, hiring the trainer, whatever it is, one a month. Okay. Number nine, moving on here. (laughs) is really making sure that you're making your goals clear. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with with women um, asking their goals, and it's so loosey-goosey that it really makes it hard for the universe to step in and support you. So there's a huge difference in your language between I want to lose weight this year versus I will lose 10 pounds by December 2023. So this language of I will... Um, is really powerful in tricking our subconscious and energetically supporting us and flowing towards our goals, getting clear on the numbers that you're looking for and the date. And you're getting clear on this, but you're also releasing attachment, right? So it's kind of that fine dance between putting out these goals, setting the, the timeline, setting the commitments, and also allowing for the flexibility. And lastly, number 10, the final one is just a reminder to invite yourself in to practice some manifestation techniques here. You know, when we're working towards especially big goals that we don't know how we're going to get there. Um, I know for me, you know, I've, I'm planning my first in-person retreat this year. Stay tuned. You will all be invited. <laughs> um, so having some daily visualizations or writing or vision, creating a vision board, which I do every year. Um, or writing a future letter to yourself. There's so many different, I mean, you can look this up online. I'm definitely not an expert in manifestation, but there's so many ways that we can really step in and fully embody and believe that our goal is coming true. And having these practices on a daily or weekly basis is really a potent way of, of helping helping make them come true. Keeping us focused on those goals, right? Because when we're thinking about our goals as often as possible, they're more likely to come true. You know, what we think about, we bring about. I love that saying. So we can do that in your your morning meditation, right? Or you're looking at your vision board every day. Um, These things just really keep your goals top of mind and subconsciously are working toward to helping you achieve them. So quick recap of these 10. I know that was a lot. Number one is to get guidance and support. Number two is invest in yourself because you are worthy, girl. Number three is to get accountability that works for you. Four, is to check in with your values. Number five is understand why each goal is important to you. Number six is to plan a monthly check-in and adjustments as needed. Seven is to release the attachment to your goals, release the stories and the attachment to your goals. Number eight is to take action and book in the steps that you actually need to achieve your goals. If you know them. Nine is to make your goals clear, make them really clear. And number 10 is to invite in those manifestation techniques, okay, to really help support you in in that. So this is a new framework. You know, I'm confident that you got at least one new idea here that you can take with you into really setting your intentions for the year ahead. And I encourage you to really put all 10 of these in your practice and really bring them in as you're setting goals. Now, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be diving deep into each of these in the upcoming Embodied Freedom Retreat that is happening on January 14th. The first time ever, I'm so excited, hosting a virtual retreat so it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we can come together and you're going to be joining me in my home and my kitchen and we're going to have so much fun as an incredible group of women gathering in sacred, you know, connection with each other to really do this work and hold each other accountable to set Ourselves up for ultimate success and health in 2023. So we're going to be diving into a lot. I'm going to be sharing more details with those of you who are on my email list. Stay tuned, but I, you can get registered now. Come and claim your spot. Like I said, it's only $97 for the whole day um, as an early bird. If you join by January 10th, after that it goes up to $297. So hopefully you won't wait and you'll jump in, and claim your spot, and. Join me for a really awesome, fun day. We're going to do some movement. We're going to do some really deep connecting with our bodies. We're going to really deeply connect with food. We're going to do a lot. We're going to do a lot. And we're going to be really creating our health roadmap for 2023 together so that you will leave the retreat having that in hand and knowing very clearly what it is you're working towards and what you're working on every single month this year to help you reach your goals. So it's gonna be amazing. I hope to see you there and thank you everyone for, for tuning into this episode. I hope that you're having an amazing start to the year. I hope that however you're setting goals or whatever you're committing to this year is really going to serve your higher self and really going to nourish you and support you. Um, I'm here cheering you on, on the sidelines and I just, cannot wait to see what unfolds for all of us this year. It's always nice to have a little fresh start and anything is possible. Anything is possible. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.